0: Yes, you're gonna have people turn
1: their backs, but it's time for us to keep. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do. I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't
0: want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep. Welcome back, HBI Podcast, Health Business and In Between. It is 2022 and it is the first episode of the year. We have the dangerous, I
1: don't
0: know, am I going to get a T word here? The trifecta of, I don't know, whatever it is. It's three of us. So, myself, Dr. Nathan Ridger... Dr. Dan Kerbide and Mina Garris are all here. We are, of course, missing the magician himself. He's pulled a Houdini and vanished on us, Mr. Benny, but he will be back and rocket and rolling. But we wanted to go hard for our first episode of 2022, and we wanted to talk about the frame of the long-term patient or client, depending on which industry you're in. So... I brought this one up, so I'm going to frame it in for the boys to get started. But the central idea is when we look at the marketplace or we look at most practitioners, 90% of their mindset or advertising is about how quick can they fix someone or how quick can they get someone out of pain, which is its own issues in around that sentence we might go into. Whereas my industry in chiropractic has been known for, and I know myself this way of looking at long term care for people. And I can say very comfortably, and I'm happy to explain it as we go that whenever I see a new patient, my primary mindset going into that encounter is that I will look after this person and potentially their family and friends for the rest of their life. So with that in mind, I'm going to go to Dan. What is your concept around the care of a patient in terms of short and
2: long-term care? Yeah, I think it's something that's changed over the last few years. I think like naturally, for me anyway, like when I first finished uni and came out, um, there's definitely that culture of, um, you know, you got to fix people in X amount of sessions. And if you can't fix people in those amount of sessions, then, you know, it's, it's a reflection of your level of care. And, you know, to a degree, obviously, um, you know, it's important that you have good skills you can get people better faster. But like we were saying off air before, you know, the body's going to go through its natural processes to, to heal. And we can't really, uh, you know, do anything magical to change that. So I think, My view has changed from like a bit more of an egotistical perspective of like how fast can I get people better because that makes me feel good versus thinking, okay, long-term is my goal just to make this person get out of pain from the thing they are coming to see me with, or is my goal to promote, you know, long-term health and longevity, you know, work on their habits, their routines, their behaviors, educate them. So, you know, even if we do get them out of back pain or the thing they're coming in for you know, we can actually help that person improve their quality of life for the next six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years, like you're saying, and have that continuity of care for the rest of their life. And I think that's a lot more powerful and a lot more fulfilling than just someone coming in when they have some pain, you're fixing them, and then they go away and they get the same issue again. So, um, yeah, I think routine care, which we we'll, am sure we'll go into, has probably had a bit of a bad name, like you get people to come back all the time you know, what'd you say it was before? You're a, um, you are had a good word for it. Oh, uh, no he's put me on the spot. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a sleazy car salesman if you get people to come back yeah. because you don't care about them you only want their money when really it's like, well, it'd be, you know, authentic to think you can get someone better in X amount of sessions because there's a difference between, I think this is the key thing, like how do you define getting them better? Do you define getting them better as like absence of pain or do you define getting them better as like actually improving, you know, their health, their awareness, their education yeah. so they can maintain that long term? So I think that's the key definition to, to look at because if it's just about getting them out of pain, sure, it should only take four to six sessions if it's trying to actually improve their lifestyle long-term then that's something that's going to take 12 months at best and you need consistency yeah. and frequency.
1: Yeah no I think that's a perfect segue because it's about the lifestyle that the person chooses right and when we fix things obviously we don't want anyone to be in pain so when they come in for something we obviously fix the acute pain stage and then we have a look at what kind of led them up to that stage and then maintain that for the period of their life right so you know when you look at people I see you know we see so many people that come into the clinic of various ages and I see people that are 70 80 years old that are just honestly motivational (laughs) towards me because they look after their bodies they maintain that and that's the sort of lifestyle I want and so my my mindset like you said Dan is also changing that yes we fix the problem in terms of pain so to answer your question for me it's just to get rid of the pain but then it's about the longevity of them so we look at maintenance we look at what does that maintenance look like what does your routine look like what does your mindset look like and you know as we're physical therapists there's so many factors that we look at it's not just adjustments it's not just rehab it's not just that it's understanding the person understanding exactly what they put their bodies through and where we fit as a long-term goal in that plan and also depends on the person as well you know I'm not not. going to force someone to come into the clinic (laughs) if they don't want it but you know i think our services sell themselves and i think for us um i agree with you guys and it's more of the long-term approach because i mean if you maintain your ability to kind of function then your function is going to so your structure is going to govern your function throughout your whole life and you know i know you know culturally um you know with egyptians and all that we eat like shit Right. So when you look at the healthy lifestyle and things like that, half my family are up getting knee recos, hip replacements. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So when I have a look at all this in one snapshot, um, maintaining this over a lifetime, I think is just the best approach to take. Hello. I'm
0: going to challenge I don't think our actual goal at any time is to... We think we're improving pain. I don't think that's actually what we do. Because if you fundamentally look at what pain is, pain is an emotion Mm. and nobody here is a psychologist. And I really challenge a lot of practitioners listening who are like, they're all about pain. Oh, I'm here to fix the pain. I was like, there's, unless you're working with emotions, you are not fixing pain. And nobody in our realm is qualified to do that. No seception. yes, that's how we sense pain. But people who say they're fixing pain, I think are lying to themselves. I think all of us, our goal is to work on the function of the body. And the sooner we get to the that idea of that, the sooner as practitioners we can learn how to evaluate that, I think the better off the people coming to see us are. Because if most people, I mean, I've been to, we won't name names of things, but particular sort of physical therapists over the years, where 90% of the evaluation was just like point to the sore spot or out of 10, what is your pain? Which are valuable questions, but not by themselves, not in isolation, right? And one of the things I often challenge people with is the idea that at times, sometimes just not getting worse is getting better. So countless times through my career, I've had, you know, geriatric people with, you know, quite chronic pain or chronic issues from degenerative changes and things like that. I've had multiple patients I've looked after that were going through late stage cancer and stuff like that. Now it would be completely inappropriate and very um, witch to me to think that I was going to fix that. And whereas my role was to help just make that person as comfortable as possible to function as the best they can within the confines they're in, right? So the reason I bring that up is I always I talk about any care plan with my patients in three phases. And I think this is how you educate people to make a choice. Meaning, you were just saying before, obviously, we, we're not going to force someone to come in. I'm not standing outside of someone's house being like, yo, I haven't seen you in a bit. What the fuck's going on? Yeah but it is also your duty to explain the people an option. We've lost,
1: Nate. <laughs> and Zoom does not agree with you, Nathan. So <laughs> yeah. Until he kind of comes back in. Look, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting point because we're looking at it from a practitioner perspective versus a client coming in going, I'm in pain, right? And I think kind of managing that conversation, and you don't want to put it in layman's terms because you don't want to fluff it up to be something it's not. And I think this is, like, where I wanted to challenge Nathan in that that section because it's just, like, well, someone comes in pain. Well, it's not really, like, it is emotional, but, hey, I can feel it, right? And I fell, I injured myself, and I'm in pain, Right, yeah. so it's it's uh, it's it's an interesting argument, but definitely a valid one. Yeah, I
2: think what they said is important too. Like <laughs> the way I think about it is, you know, all we're doing as practitioners is this remo- removing interference so the body can heal and do its job naturally. We're not really doing anything magical. Like I don't fix you; the body fixes itself. We just need to find the blockages and then allow it to do its thing. Yeah.
1: And he's <laughs> back,
0: So um, I was going hard, hard, and I accidentally hit the um, the end call button on my headphones.
1: So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm going back to that point. now. sorry to reclaim. I'm just going, up, just going super hard in the pain. But like we we're saying, we don't force anyone, but our job is as salesmen of a better life, a better health. And that's why communication is such an important skill for a practitioner. Because if you can't sell someone on like what's good for them, then you're technically allowing someone to live a lot, live a life that is going to be reduced in its ability to express greatness, right? Like from a really esoteric point. So every patient sits in front of me, I explain, has to go through three phases. How long they spend in the phase depends on them their injury their lifestyle what's going on but phase one for me is just i think dan was just literally saying for a guy it's all about removing interference getting appropriate movement patterns good neurological connection and basic healing through the local tissues it's the acute phase right My way of thinking that usually goes around muscle cycles. I consider a general muscle cycle from training point of view to be six to 12 weeks. So I do six weekly check-ins for people. And I usually will adjust someone at a higher volume over that time because we're making quite unique change to the body. So it needs consistency, right? So basically you're retraining an entire movement pattern if you think you can do that by seeing someone once every four weeks, you're lying to yourself. Assuming someone's ready to go from there, we go into phase two, right? And phase two is the where the beauty happens. That's where we get to make a long-term change. So for my mindset, again, it's continued muscular development in terms of strengthening position and neurological patterns. It's elongation of ligament tissue. So if we look at you know structural change, we're often going to get shortening of hard tissues, right? So everybody knows that ligament tissue takes a long time to heal, to, you know, a to improve function through there. So when I speak to people about that, I'm like, it's probably six months, 12 months, two years to really get that back to a point where you're fully functioning through there. Now, the the process of that means that you're not using me so much as that it's I'm here more just to manage the body and guide you whereas you're driving the ship itself through rehab and things like that Mm. and then phase three is the long-term care which is you know we call optimization or performance maintenance it's a point where people like all right I'm feeling good I'm performing well everything's going great I just want to stay there right I don't have a desire to just come back when I fuck it up again and we have to go through this process well number two people are performing so my athletes we're using performance based care so we schedule based on the stress on the body. If someone's in comp, I'm seeing them super regularly. If someone's off season, I'm probably not. But the same token, my experience with patients is you'll often get someone who's had chronic pain, been afraid to get in the gym, afraid to do anything. And then you take yeah. them through that care plan. And by the end of it, suddenly they want to run marathons. They want to deadlift 200. And now your goal is to build performance-based caring around that. And that's going to be a long-term thing because goals always keep shifting. And so Again, coming back to this fundamental mindset, the beauty of when I sit down with that person is I can see all these potential possibilities for them. And I have to just make sure I can connect them to those so that's what they want. And so we can move forward with that. And if we do that, people are opting into this long term care because they see the benefit of it. There's nothing salesy, there's nothing bullshitty about it. I only schedule people at a point where I think it's valuable to them. Yep. So, like, I'm not going to be like, I'm just going to see you weekly for the rest of your life because it's not like doing, because that's what I want to do because my bank needs it, right? It's what are the effects on your body? Where's your body at? And how do we move forward? And then we get to a point where we act to stress. People have flesh. Flair- ups, people deal with shitty jobs, people, you know, have car accidents, and we go through smaller confined points of being able to reclaim where we were. But in my experience has always been that people that we look after long term are better for it. And I honestly think as practitioners, and I'll stop ranting any second now that if you don't believe that someone under your care, be- like, under your care long term is better off, then you have probably got no right to be a practitioner, because what are you doing if you can't keep getting someone better? Uh,
1: look, I think I think the education piece, is 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 really really critical, and the way you explain the three phases is what I was trying to say earlier, right? Uh,
2: right,
1: and and I, I, it makes really good sense in terms of pain, right? And but I mean, trying to explain it to a client is is really really important, and I think that's where the magic happens, right? Because trying to explain that to a client that your pain is just an emotion, nothing's really going on. Mm. Um, to them, it's like, I fell over, I hurt myself, I'm in pain, right? So mm. um, getting them through that initial phase and then understand their lifestyle, understand their cycles, understanding how muscles work, the repair works. And then obviously when, and their whole lifestyle of work and all that sort of thing, when that comes into play, that their body is always doing something that's going to cause them a little bit of uncomfortability. So if you kind of manage that through their lifetime, I think they'll live a lot better life and a lot easier life and a more pleasant one to do the things that they want to do. So I think it it explanation education is a really really critical point to clients in this situation. Yeah.
0: All right. Um my other I guess just staying us before we finish through here. I want to have this brief come back round here. Obviously we know with long term care it cannot be the easiest things I, cuz I had a guy ask me the other day easiest thing to what I want to use to advertise, right? Like if you go out and be like, "Quick, come see me, you'll be coming to see me for the rest of your life." People are going to freak out. There's no denying that thing, right? And people always mm. get stressed that they're doing a bit of a bait to switch. Like, oh, come see me, I'll fix it. All right, now you should come here forever. And it's not the case. No. Everything we do in life, you have to spark an interest, right? So if you're going to talk about an injury, you're going to talk about these things, you're going to talk about your results. People got an interest come in. And that's, like you said, the education piece, the opportunity to give people the option. And the way, like one of the guys I used to know too, to talk about it is like once you do the education piece, it's essentially like you're sitting down with someone going, "Here, here is a bar of gold for you. Do you want it?" And if someone says no, they must be crazy, right? So if you come from that mindset and you understand what you're doing and you actually truly understand the benefits from them, again, I have no what I want to say here. Care, right? In terms of which option someone picks, if someone tells me they just want to feel good, they just want to get out of the emotional side of pain, essentially, sweet, no worries, like I have plenty of clients that still go down that path i'm not invested unless that person is invested i will just present the options and you can make the choice and i will not treat anyone any different based on the choice they make right because most of the time of my experience the person who chose pain is the first person like anytime they get hurt they call you and they're back in and then suddenly, that's happened two, three times over the last five years. And they're like, they're like, why don't we give this maintenance thing a go and let's see if it works out, right? Like, and usually the people come on, they just weren't ready to jump through there yet. Yeah. So I think anybody who doesn't, you should never make the choice for the patient for the client. Every client that comes through, you should give them the option and let them make the choice. But if you're making a choice for someone else based on how much, what you think they're going to think of you, what they're going to say, how much money you think they have, well, all these things, then you're just doing a decision service to the person just as much as i think anybody who says like oh no nah, everything should be fixed in four visits so you're charlatan i couldn't do anything i'm sending you away you have to live it for life is an absolute idiot as well
2: yeah uh, Mike,
0: I... <laughs> just yeah you know, i told you it's a roundy start to the year and i'm in doing my really... absolute best best to not mention the c word um, and that C word's not the word people are probably thinking it's not the, it's yeah. not the c u in the NT word um, but uh, yeah no anything else to add there lads I think it was short sharp, so up and sweet and no like to stop yelling at the community no
1: no it's good and i think that the best point that you're going to kind of leave us with is presenting the facts to the client and letting them yeah. kind of manage and, and hold themselves accountable and that's all we can do really is is offer what, yeah. what we think is going to work for them and like you said you know we do get that sort of repeat clients that kind of come in with a flare-up and then i think yeah. you know they get that light bulb moment of ah you know what maybe this maintenance thing and it just goes back to the whole car thing now you're not going to service your car one time and expect it to run absolutely perfect for the rest of its lifetime right so things kind of need to be replaced things need Need to be aligned things need to be in order in order to function the way you want them to so i think you know closing comments i think you know give your clients the option and education for them to make an informed decision you know show your due diligence when you're when you're treating and make sure you're giving your clients the right information and making sure they've got the option to make their own decisions and they're aware of their own health and what they need to do to look after themselves
0: i think that's it well everyone thank you so much for tuning in today if you got something out of it please like we said grab a screenshot throw us up at Really helps to spread the brand. I've had a I had a really great experience of a student Caleb. Shout out to Caleb, He's a year, fourth year student at uh, Murdoch who's been following us, come and hang out with me yesterday. Uh, so please let get let this information get out to more people so we can help the industry. And of course, leave us a five star review wherever you're getting your podcast, or make sure you're following if you're on Spotify. Until next week, I'll see you later. See you lads. We'll see you later. Yeah. That is.